spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Shop 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory. Get 60% off select jeans and dresses. Shop the sale through March 28th at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. This is Kim Meyer, host of Choose to Rise. Thanks for listening to the following broadcast on Public House Media. everybody it's my filter friday and public house media i am back after a month of leaving you with just um podcasts no live show just podcasts with guests and that is the hard part of this episode hi roger neil thanks for coming in all right so i'm going to take three seconds and share the show um I'm just now looking at my face after my photo shoot today and like, this is dark, y'all. <laughs> I did not, I didn't, I didn't necessarily mean to look like this this evening. Dark, dark makeup, dark stuff. So. <laughs> looking all flames up. I mean, I guess, maybe. Um, let me take a second to share the show. Share the show. Share the show. You should also share the show because we have things to talk about and this is like, um, Sounds and looks fab. Welcome home. Thank you, David Bobke. I'll just... I haven't at all been crying because I have to I have to be home. Um, that was not me at all. I am not... I am not at all salty about the fact that I am home. Definitely not me. Okay. Come, there we go. There it is. There it is. There it is. Share. Murder. jail time and murder jail time and shade post okay so what it sounds good because we have things to talk about okay the show has been shared thanks for coming in if you when you come in can you sharing is carrying david bobke it really is um, when you come in, can you leave me a comment or something so I know who it is? Because if you don't say anything, then I don't know who you are. And that's, that's very sad. We don't want to be doing that. So, this evening, oh, we have to talk about things. Some of them are happy things, like the fact that Harvey Weinstein is now a convicted rapist. And he's on his way to Rikers Island. So those are the fun things that we're going to talk about. But, oh, what we actually need to talk about is the fact that um, February was the month of guests, right? So I left you with four podcast episodes in my absence while I was hopping around Asia. Um, BTW, coronavirus is like not a big deal. I don't know why the American media, well, I, that's not true. I know exactly why the American media is blowing it out of proportion. We'll get to that a little bit later because that'll be my PSA at the end. Not a big deal. Spent a month in Asia. Partied super hard. I mean, as you can see across my face, like, do you see the the party danced across my forehead? I've been over here under retinol, all kinds of stuff. 
Um, so, I left you with four episodes, four guests, and I pre-recorded those, obviously. On, during, like, the middle of January, um, Dr. Amy came over, and we did, I think, about an hour of podcasts that got, oh, Christmas, thanks for coming in, um, we did about an hour of the podcast and then her and I just talked about, you know, life for like another hour after that. And I could have picked any day, like literally any day to put out her episode. And the crazy, crazy, crazy part about it is that with, within public house media with Baxter and, um, Adriana, we had these discussions about like, okay, which episode is going to go here? Because I recorded these long before I left, um, long before I got on the plane. And I was like, okay, this is the order that we're going to go in. And it's going to be great. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be amazing. I, for whatever reason, chose February 14th, Valentine's Day, for Dr. Amy's episode to come out. Her and I talked about it. We like, yay, it's a great great idea. Why not? She's a sex therapist. We talked about fantasies and lovey-dovey stuff. Like, yay, great, wonderful, perfect. And then I would say, gosh, I was already back in India at that point. So it had to have been after the 20th, maybe the 21st. Um, I wasn't really online because uh, there was a party dancing across my forehead um, for all the time. Wasn't really online. Turn on my phone, you know. So I was doing like a twice a phone, twice a day phone thing, um, and glaring in my face is a news article: Dr. Amy Harwick murdered in her home. No, let me back that up. Amy Harwick. The media dropped the doctor part. Okay, um, murdered in her Hollywood home by her ex-boyfriend with her picture staring back at me and I oh hi Jason thanks for coming in um was absolutely horrified but not surprised because this ex of hers that she dumped like 10 years ago has always been a problem and I met her probably 12 years ago we met on a photo shoot for IGN a million years ago, like forever ago. Um, those pictures are still still online. If you look up her, you look up me, you'll find those pictures from IGN a million years ago because they went everywhere. Like I ended up on G4 TV, like on some hottest women of the web countdown thing or whatever. Um, lots of girls pictures from that went to FHM and like all, all kinds of stuff back in the day and we met on that shoot and we've been that Willie T who also is watches my show occasionally. Um, so that's where I met Willie and Sherry Roberts and people that I'm still friends with to this day. Um, like not just like friends with like, but like good friends with like, I adore Willie and I, you know, I've been friends with, with Amy forever. seemingly like that's the whole time I've lived in LA. Why is he calling me right now? Why would you do that? Decline. Oh my god, really? Enough phone. 
Um, and she had told me about these issues that she had with her ex over time, about how he always said he was going to kill her and how he said he was never going to leave her alone and just how like physically abusive and violent this guy was and you know her struggles getting the restraining orders and like just going through like the legal process of all this, like the whole thing like i've heard this over the years over the course of a decade and what the media left out a few things but what i to me what they left out the most was is that Yes, they did say that her restraining order had expired by two weeks. Um, her restraining order against him uh, expired on January 28th. And he decided to drive to her house, which is just down the hill from me. It's like literally this way. Um, I live on like the heel of the hill and she lives like down here. She lives in this, lives in this old neighborhood called the Dell. Um, just over there just so close that he drove to her house and busted up in her house and murdered her. And he didn't just come in and like, you know, shoot her and end it quickly. He beat her up. Then he strangled her. Then he threw her off a third story balcony. The coroner, I believe said that she was strangled before she hit the ground. I don't know. As horrifying as those things are, the fact that he did this to her, in her little house that she was so proud of on her little little tiny cul-de-sac over here with all of her little oldie neighbors and she was so proud of this house so proud of it she loved it and she was living with something all those all those things that people say of like oh well you know you shouldn't you're a lady you shouldn't live alone or you shouldn't live on her first floor you shouldn't live it this way or you shouldn't live that way she she had a guy that was living with her for a while who was um He's kind of an eccentric dude, but um, he was living with her for a while. I guess he, he makes things. He builds stuff. He's got plenty of money. He just didn't want to live by himself. And he was staying with her forever. And when this guy broke in to murder her, he ran for help, and that still wasn't enough. Why? Because the Hollywood police suck. Um, and I personally would like answers as to why this could possibly happen. Okay. The other thing that they didn't, that they left off, this is kind of, this is super gross, and I'm sure the comedy the comedy community will uh, back this up. Here's another weird thing. On the night of Valentine's Day, which was a Friday, he went to the comedy store and did the Kill Tony show. I believe, which is in the main room, big show. Um, and then got off stage and was like, you know what? I think I'm finally gonna go murder this girl. That's what I'm going to do with my evening. And he drove from the comedy store to her house, busted up in there, and murdered her. And it's just horrifying. On top of, like, personally, on top of the fact I've been hearing about this for years, and then I somehow chose the day of the, her episode to come out the day that she was murdered, I have, I'm still grappling with that. And I probably will continue to do so for as long as I can, I can think of. But then on top of it, on top of it, like, they go catch the guy because they knew who it was when they're collecting a body. That's when the, that's when the Hollywood PD shows up. Like, okay, they go arrest him. And then he was let out on bail. He was let out on bail for, like, somebody, some someone posted bond for him for $2 million. I would personally like to know who this person is. Like, 
who does that? Who, I don't care who it is that calls. She's like, yeah, man, I finally killed her. Can you like bail me out? What? What? Really? Seriously? Gets out on bail. Then like, oh, psh, our bad. We should probably rearrest him. They go rearrest him and then put him in, put him in jail. No bond up for the death penalty. Like, seriously, like, how do you allow someone who is a murderer to get out on bond? How? I, like, my disappointment in the Hollywood Police Department, down on Wilcox, over there. Also painfully close, by the way, BTW. Painfully close. Even closer to her. Is just down on Wilcox. That's it. It's like Wilcox and... Is it below Santa Monica? No, it's not even below Santa Monica. It's below Sunset. It's like Fountain, not Fountain. Yes, it's like Fountain and Wilcox. It's so close. And they couldn't manage to get up there to do anything. They couldn't manage to get up there and be like, oh, you know what? This guy's a psychopath and he's, he's going to kill this chick. He's a credible threat of violence. Because that's what happens when you go to the police. They're like, oh. They're harmless. They're fine. It's okay. We're not going to do anything about it. We're busy collecting bodies from this other high crime, you know, disgusting den of vipers that we call a city. So no, no surprise. He did. He did what he said he was going to do. No surprise there. And then the Hollywood police did nothing. Also no surprise there. Am I horrified? Yes. I'm absolutely, I'm beyond horrified. Am I surprised? No. Am I shocked? Can't say that I am. Her funeral was last week. There's gonna be a memorial at the end of the uh, at the end of the month. Um, it's just debilitating to see these stories come out because they come out all the time. Like, oh, oh, hi, Brittany. Thanks for coming in. Um, you see these stories coming out all the time. Of like, oh, well, you know. Oh, he said he was in a killer and then he did. And like, nobody did anything really. And it's like some disgusting dirtbag loser who's absolutely worthless. Like despite like without murdering somebody, they're absolutely worthless. And then, you know, these ladies are out here in Amy's case, being a full-time therapist, working, you know, for pineapple, putting in all this work for other people for nothing. And what was this idiot doing? plotting murder and yet nobody could possibly get a leash on him. I mean, it's just, it's just ridiculous. So, which brings me to my next point. Um, I pre-recorded an episode yesterday, day before, something like that. Um, of a woman who is doing a documentary and it's, um, largely about why women don't report, um, or why survivors of sex crimes don't report these are the reasons why because it doesn't do anything you get to go fight with law enforcement you get to go fight with the judicial system and you get to go fight with your perpetrator um and they're like mm, sorry like what 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 really seriously so keep that in mind the next time somebody tells you a story or they confide in you with something that's happened to them or a person that they're having a problem with when you go to say, Oh, well it's don't say that. Don't say that because you don't know. 
you have no idea what that person is capable of who's out here running their mouth. Jelly, this is not the time to cry. Hush your mouth. Out here running their mouth. So if that person says, oh, yeah, I'm going to kill this person. Oh, I'm going to hurt them. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Whatever. Take them seriously. That's the worst case scenario. You're wrong. Pray to God that you're wrong. Pray to God that you take them seriously and you're wrong. That would be the best case scenario. Because the worst case scenario, the alternative, is far more horrifying. So take the L and be wrong, possibly. Or don't. And don't even... There should be a zero tolerance policy for this. It's so absolutely insane to me. Um, but apparently the little murder is out on bond. So the world we're living in. So if you would like to listen to that last episode um, of a podcast that Dr. Amy ever did, feel free to do that. Came out on the 14th, came out on Valentine's Day. So don't know how or why I chose that day a month ahead of time, but I did. Um, so moving on, especially speaking of jail time, uh, Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein is on his way to Rikers Island and he's still somehow lingering at the hospital. He pulled every stunt in the book, in the book, to, you know, postpone his little, his little jaunt to Rikers Island. Um, he's like, oh, I'm having chest pains. Oh my God, I'm having a heart attack. I'm like, no, sir, you're having a panic attack because you're going to jail because you're now a convicted rapist. Um, the jury decided to not find him guilty of his two most serious charges, but he is now officially a convicted rapist. So he's awaiting sentencing. And we're all going to basically wait on pins and needles and pray to God, pray to God that he is handed a applicable, at least an appropriate sentence, at least bare minimum, an appropriate sentence. And I think considering the, I had a, a conversation with Sarah and Massey this earlier today um, about how everybody's like basically waiting for an appropriate sentence because that's the next thing that's like super stressful for everybody is be like, oh God, please, please let it be an appropriate sentence. And the judge is like fed up with him. His lawyers, you know, just through shenanigan after shenanigan and the judge was like no we're not doing it i think that's evidenced by his treatment of the jury because the jury deliberated for two days and they were um not unanimous and he was like get back in there and get unanimous and then you can talk to me so he's not on your playing games thank god oh hi Britt. thanks for coming in um so that's the next hurdle that we have to jump. But watching him uh, get carried away to Rikers Island is going to be a very, very, very satisfying moment. Very satisfying. Deeply, deeply satisfying. <sighs> All right, I'm going to tell you a story that I'm not supposed to tell you, but I'm going to tell you anyway because uh, YOLO. We don't know how much time we have on this earth, so we might as well. The whole time this, this trial with Harvey has been going on, Everybody was like, oh, gosh, like, we're not even making a dent in this hashtag me too thing. We're not even scratching the surface. We're not helping anybody. It's just hurting us. And, you know, it's a Don Quixote level futile mission. Nothing's going to happen, blah, 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 which isn't true. That's what they want you to think, but it's not true. However, behind closed doors, 
old Harvey Weinstein has been shaking in his shoes. And here's the part where we get to the fun story that nobody knows. You heard it here because it's an exclusive. So, speaking of Bond, speaking of bail. So, a certain attorney, who shall remain nameless because you can figure out who it is if you really tried, um, got a phone call from a bondsman was like, hey, so I have this, like, client who's, like, in jail and he really wants to get out, but, like, I need collateral and he needs, like, millions of dollars in bail. Um, he says that he's got rights to movies, I guess. Like, he said he doesn't have any money, but he's got rights to movies. And he's like, I'm a bondsman. I don't get down with this. Like, can you tell me, like, if this, A, if this is real and B, if it's actually worth any money? So he's like, I mean, I don't know, dude. Like, that could mean anything. Um, just, you know, have him call me and I'll do, like, an assessment for you. So Harvey Weinstein rings him, my attorney friend, and he's like, do you know who I am? His famous line that he loves to use. And he should really put that one to rest because they're going to know who you are in Rikers Island, buddy. They're definitely going to know there. So you're never going to have to say that again. God, I'm so mean and I love it. Anyway. So he proceeds to tell him, I got the rights to Dogma. I got the rights to Romeo and Juliet. And he's like, um, sir, that was from 1993. And then with the sale of the Weinstein Company, you do not have the rights to these things anymore. Uh, that is incorrect. You don't. Um, bon chance. <laughs> and sent him on his way. <laughs> this old fool was quite literally trying to leverage rights and partial rights to movies that he may or may not have still to try to get out on bond. That's what he was leveraging. That's how desperate this guy was. So if you don't think we're shaking them, we're shaking them. We're shaking them all the way down, all the way down. So that's an exclusive. That's hashtag me too exclusive. You heard it here. Tell your friends, tell your friends that he was over here trying to leverage dogma and Romeo and Juliet. That's what happened. Anyway. Okay. Moving on. There's some other business um, surrounding the publisher that had Ronan Farrow's book and then had Woody Allen's book. And that's kind of like up, down, clowning around currently. And they're having like beef over that. So I think that's what we're going to cover next week. Probably. Possibly. Because um, Ronan Farrow does really, really well around here and I guess around the world. So we're definitely going to do more Ronan Farrow episodes. For sure. Because that publishing mess is juicy. And what do we like around here? Juice and tea. Tea and juice. Considering the month I've had probably gin and juice. Why not? So I'm going to finish the rest of this here tea. Hopefully you will too. I didn't want to do this show. I thought about doing it last week, but oh, it just was not the time. So in memory of Dr. Amy, I not even urge you. I'm pleading with you. Like I'm begging. I'm not too proud to beg in this, in this situation. Um, the next time you hear somebody be like, Oh, well it's fine. Or that person's not a threat. They don't mean it. They're just a crazy person. They're not a credible threat of violence, whether it be civilian, police, judicial. I don't like literally don't care at this point. Stop the, Oh, a tool. Hey buddy. Thanks for joining miss you. <laughs> um, stop them from saying that. Stop them, first of all. Um, and second of all, don't say it yourself. 
because it is up to no one to determine who is and isn't a credible threat of violence. Take it all seriously. Worst case scenario, hopefully you're wrong. Pray to God that you're wrong, but take it seriously and take every single precaution that you possibly can. You beg only in these cases, Brittany, only in these cases for good reason. Um, so that is my, that is my begging and pleading in the memory of someone who was murdered that would, could have been completely prevented. Like some final destination stuff. It's so crazy. Anyway, I will see you all next week for another No Filter Friday. And we will talk about this Ronan Farrow situation or Harvey Weinstein's new, um, new set of silver bracelets. His new white gold hoops um, that are definitely Regina George approved. Um, speaking of white gold hoops, I was thinking of doing a giveaway because I had a photo shoot for collecting today. Um, I was thinking of doing, um, a giveaway of some white gold hoops. I mean, they're not, you know, they're not quite handcuffs, but, um, I have these from, uh, these are Hoopsie by Raxi. Um, and like, they're kind of, they're kind of handcuff-esque, right? That's like old school handcuffy. Um, you know, Harvey Weinstein's new uh, shiny, not white gold or cold steel, but that's exactly, that's exactly what he's gonna be wearing for some time. It's a great fashion statement for him. Really goes well with that icky, disgusting skin tone he has. Oh, it's just perfect. So if you think, oh, hey, baby. Uh, Amber! Oh my God, Amber Rose, my darling. I haven't seen you in so long. Uh, so maybe I will do, if you, if you think we should, if you think we should, we will do a giveaway for some white gold hoops. Anyway, so that is enough No Filter Friday. I will see you all next week. There are two new shows on Public House Media. Uh, go check those out. Give them some love since they're on the come up. And I will see you all on a No Filter Friday. And we'll probably be talking about Ronan Farrow, but God knows, only knows what's going to happen in the next week. The show writes itself. I don't have to do anything. See you later. Bye, 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 bye.